And here we are, live, the Tom and Tim Show, yes. a special edition of the Tom and Tim Show. This one will be a, a full half hour. Well, actually, we were told 29 and a half minutes. Well, I mean, you know, for old guys, that's our thing, isn't it? That we're, <laughs> we're durable. We can, we can last 30 we minutes. We can last 30 minutes. Well, 29 and a half. <laughs> 29 and a half? Call us now. Call us now, yeah, exactly. Call us now. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Bernie's coming to town. Bernie's coming. Hot yep. to hot. Yeah, and, uh, you know, to uh, uh, recognize the free tuition element, uh, Supervisor Kim, uh, I believe her office had arranged for all this. I, I think it's terrific. The only, I don't want to rain on the parade, but please do not kiss the bottom of the mayor and his minions, particularly uh, uh, tr- uh, Commissioner Hydra Mendoza, they really, uh, in my opinion, worked against it. And now they certainly I, weren't big supporters. No, and I I know of other things. Anyway, that, I think they're not now. They're trying to grab the sunshine, uh, but it's such a wonderful thing. And the, and, and, the, and the enrollment is up. And the enrollment is way up. Yeah. And, and and oh, by the way, the idea is spreading. I mean, uh, as of this year, the State University of New York is free. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Uh, thank you, Mr. Cuomo. Uh, a presidential candidate, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, perhaps, yeah. perhaps, perhaps. Speaking of candidates, uh, the governor's race uh, looks like uh, it's going to be between Newsom and Villaraigosa. We'll have to see. Um, the L.A. Times doing pieces, individual pieces on all of them. Yep. Uh, and you can imagine some of it is scandalous, uh, particularly for what looks like the top two. And then uh, uh, some of it is, uh, you know, more methodical. Um, you know, the L.A. Times trying to be balanced. Out of it, but but, but let's, between let's you hope and I, I don't think they're in love with Antonio Villaraigosa. So, no, but let's no. let's be sure that they're, you know, they, they do an honest, let's hope they do an honest look at yeah. the political records that these folks really have, not just what they say they have. Because that's the thing that frustrates me. And I don't know Villaraigosa's record as well. I'm sure he's doing it. But the thing that frustrates me about Gavin Newsom is taking credit for things that he didn't do and um, pretending that some of the things that he did do didn't happen. Well, here's, uh, and I've been on that, you know, I've been on that broomstick for a while, but here, the depth of it is a little deeper than that, and that is people don't care, and that... That's scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he uh, screwed his uh, whatever, and then he drank, and then uh, Antonio. Um, in well, the I, long run, people will not care. No, they won't. And, you know and I think there is a Teflon aspect to uh, 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 Newsom, uh, uh, given his uh, privilege and complexion and other mm-hmm. things, and uh, 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 not so much Teflon uh, for Antonio. Yeah, quite and possibly. I'm not, yeah. I'm not arguing. Either One way, or the other. I'm I know. I'm, I'm not either. Obs- observation yep. wise. Yeah, and you know the uh, truth it's is fascinating. I hope what we're that, seeing here. I hope that a lot of the LA Times and a lot of this race doesn't get into the you know salacious, scandalous sex life stuff because I don't really care about. I the sex can't life. wait. <laughs> I know so much. Call me. I'm waiting. Call me, Gavin. Oh my God. Because <laughs> they both have political records that they have to deal with. Yes, and you we know? and weenies that they shake. Yes. Yes. Um, speaking of shaking wieners, Ted Cruz, my God, vampire boy. Uh, apparently, you know, oh, it was my staff, but somebody did something uh, at a porn site out of his office. You know, no surprise. I always know he was a wanker. 
And uh, didn't one of his college roommates... Uh, yeah, one of his college roommates was funny. After he like, denied it, he goes, Well, he said, uh, first of all, he uh, at t- one point, Cruz said uh, that people should not be stimulating their own genitals. And his college roommate <laughs> said, uh, I was on the upper bunk, and that must be a new position for him. Oh, yeah. Ted, <laughs> you little waker, you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know, he was probably thinking of himself as he did it. Cause he, oh, yeah. He's oh, so yeah. egotistical. And then... Um, well, uh, Sacramento's uh, had a lot of uh, roiling issues that, that do impact San Francisco. Uh, I think we can start with this housing package. Um, like many things, uh, many relationships I've had, uh, it's good and it's bad. So the good, the good ones were the bond. Well, the good, the although bond, the bond promises more than it can. It, really it does. Do. I mean, you know, the thing yeah. that I said about that bond when I, people have asked me about it is, you know what? The kind of money we should be spending on affordable housing is the kind of money that Jerry wants to spend on his tunnels. Yeah. Like, yeah, like 20 or 30 or $40 billion. That's what we're going to spend on high-speed rail, which I support. Yeah. I'm all in favor. But that's the kind of money we should be talking about, not $4 billion, which yeah. is going to put not, not even a dent in the problem. We need to be putting real serious money into affordable housing. And then instead, what we have is Scott Weiner saying the solution is basically to let high-end developers build whatever they want. Yes, I know. And then, uh, um, I mean, the, the, the calculation here is, um, uh, and, and Wiener is very calculating, uh, is, oh, let me do a couple of other bills um, that might satiate this uh, uh, appetite, uh, insatiable appetite of the fucking left that, you know, we drive them crazy. So let me do this thing that Amiano tried. Let me try to get an improvement. Uh, in our sexual predator registry. And he, he was successful in uh, getting an incremental bill that I very much support. And uh, the interesting thing uh, to me is, uh, yes, um, this is something that would, uh, you know, please the left, even though it could have been stronger, etc. cetera. Uh, but where are these people going to find housing? Right. He doesn't connect the dots, and he wants to get a pass for that. Oh, no, I'm not, wait, I'm not saying he's unusual, but uh, frankly, it's Republican. But, and, but and, Tom, and wait a minute. I'm not if, there, baby. If we just let the developers build enough million-dollar condos, there'll be housing for everybody. Well, then those upper-class, high-tech uh, CEOs uh, that uh, are... Uh, uh, a victim, victimized people of domestic abuse and sexism. So then they they'll take advantage of his reform. No, I, I, I it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Um, uh, and um, uh, you know it it probably never will. This is uh, this isn't transformative stuff. This is hack stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. So. so yeah, no, the Chronicle today. You know, oh, how great we've made all this progress on oh, housing. Oh, well, damn, was some middle of the road. John Diaz, uh, we're, um, John Diaz, we're watching. Yeah, and, and, and praising Wiener's bill and saying, I really honestly, oh, it's, so it's not. like them. Yeah. You know, give it two years and we're going to say this didn't work. It didn't solve the housing crisis. It's just as bad. No, they're yeah. so far up Wiener's butt they can taste brill cream. Oh, uh, well, there we are. That reminds me of David Campos uh, <laughs> and the other side of the of the uh, Bitcoin known as the Chronicle, digital currency, uh, how they conveniently leave out any progressive contribution, how they trivialize. Uh, uh, you know, someday we'll, I think we should go into depth with that. But uh, around the, the issue of the gun and the... Yeah, so... Um, yeah, hello. I mean, hello. I mean, the fact is... Yeah, yeah blueberry brownies? A little, what are been they a, doing? There's been a couple of instances now 
where law enforcement officers have left guns in their car that have led to killings, to somebody dying. And Campos came forward after the one where the uh, the uh, immigrant uh, shot uh, the young woman on the pier with a gun that had been stolen, not by him, but by someone else, yeah. from a law enforcement officer's car. And he, he got legislation through that basically said, you can't leave a gun in a car in San Francisco. And if you're a cop... You can't leave a gun in a car because that's in the specific regulations that SFPD developed at the same time that basically said that. Well, and and by and the way, he was on top of that, and you should be. I mean, that, that's good policing, right? And I the mean, fact that is, helps the police force. The fact is, the cops would not have developed this, these regulations unless Campos had done that bill. No, no. But somehow that's missing from the Chronicle's entire story on this. Yeah, and you know, we can go back and forth. What is it intentional or not? But I think if you study the Chronicle and uh, the um, coverage of particularly causes that have a liberal bent and a conservative bent, um, uh, you discover a lot. You discover omission. You discover, as I said before, uh, trivialization. And then you uh, also, oh, oh, I didn't know about that. And I'll tell you the other thing that irritates the shit out of me. Oh, Oh. hello. Um, uh, Shite out of me uh, is the headline editor. You know, many times there'll be a headline that is really damning uh, to say our point of view or or not or, or not quite true, and you would call whomever in my day Rachel Gordon, and say what is that about? Oh, I have no control. It's the headline editor, and and you know uh, what over they're the doing? years we found out that this headline editor is not the most. Uh, open-minded experience. He has an opinion. And you know what? They're also, um, they always look for a way to sensationalize things in the headline. That's true. Well, that sells papers. And that has been the Chronicle's tradition for many years as they try to find the sexiest, most sensational thing to put in the headline, even if it doesn't really say what happened in the story. Even Phil Bronstein with with, uh, Sharon Stone and and that wonderful scene. No, they didn't. (laughs) It's all a double double standard. All right. Onward and upward. Teacher housing seems to be on the forefront again. I just don't want it to be, you know, the uh, issue that everyone loves and and then nothing happens. You yeah. Know, I know it moved a little further. It moved a little for- further, and, and it's something we really need. And, you know, they've just got to work out the details. What, what worries me is suppose you're a teacher and you get this housing and you're there for five or six years or ten years or whatever, and then you decide to get another career yeah. or run for public office and do you lose your house? Yeah, well, I guess there's going to be a, a shitload of, re- of regulation. And, yeah. you know, that's the downside of this for the poor teachers is really this is just a Band-Aid. You know, what about a lot of other people and what kind of housing is going to be provided for them and the students of those teachers? Um, it is very, very complicated because it, it, it it's only... Uh, a, a one step in it's only one step and, and let us remember that teachers in San Francisco are not even paid the median of what other Bay Area districts get in the area with the highest housing costs so I mean along with teacher housing which I'm fully in support of yeah. I support it we also got to look at teacher pay well and uh, you know hot tubs and everything for me not for the basic teacher there they sacrifice a lot but uh, you know in Japan they build the housing on the same lots as they have the school yeah and to me that would be combat pay however <laughs> if that's my choice uh, yeah. uh, uh um and then we do we still have the saga of the private street oh god i, I love would that. make yeah. it i would make it that, that street a casino 
What would irritate Diane? Something something really loud and noisy she, and unclear. She doesn't yeah. like the nuns. I think we should have uh, we should, Easter Sunday. We should on have Easter. Su- Let's find out who the person who owns it and see if the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence can go have Easter Sunday there. Yeah. You know, I remember years ago, of Diane. One time, Diane Feinstein was pushing for some big office building or something, and and oh, always, yeah. and some uh, progressives were opposing it. And Diane gave a speech, and she said, "You know, I think that in this country, when you own a piece of property, you should be able to do what you want with it." Now, do you remember Dick Sklar? Yes, of course. Right. So Dick Sklar, who at that point was a very wealthy man, self-made multimillionaire, Dick Sklar holds uh, a press conference, like and he, me, right, like yeah, us, uh, yeah, like us. He holds a press conference and announces he's going to buy the house right next to Diane's and create a, and put up a dog pound <laughs> and have dogs, like a hundred dogs barking all night long. What do you think about that, Diane? So I think having the sisters there for a celebration would be great. A casino would be really nice on that street, right in the middle of the street with loud noises and pops and booms and fireworks in the middle of the night. Well, she's in an interesting uh, position and uh, um, many, you know, many think, well, come on, Diane, you deserve this position. She's on thin ice. She's being criticized. Um, and apparently speaking uh, in terms that uh, are a little incendiary to those who are already uh, to pounce, uh, I noticed uh, uh, Kamala Harris uh, uh, praising Diane um, quite effusively. And uh, as an insider, I want to tell you that when you hear that much praise and my 100% commitment, uh, it really is a disguise for something a bit darker, which is uh, blind ambition and, uh, you know, hurry up and die. So, <laughs> and I know this from the inside. So uh, uh, I, would, I, uh, I would be wary. We'll, we'll see what Diane does in the future. I don't, uh, there are rumors that KDL, uh, Kevin DeLeon, mm-hmm. Uh, would uh, run. Uh, uh, that would be uh, fascinating mm-hmm. uh, to me. I, I, you know, know him personally and worked with them. And, uh, and there are many, uh, there are many sensitivities that he has that I really respect. And uh, and then there are other interpretations of what I think is social justice that I'm not too happy with. Uh, I don't think he was very helpful with the reform of Prop 13. And speaking of Sacramento, uh, you know, it's so delicate, it's so emotional in many ways, and yet it's not rocket science, and and it is philosophical, and it is intellectual, and that is, you know, what is sanctuary, uh, you know, and are we a sanctuary state, and what does that mean? uh, It's unfortunate that um, uh, currently it has to go through the lens of uh, Sacramento, because things do get watered down, and uh, things do get subverted, and um, so you know what passed. Um, uh, personally, I, I can't say I want to celebrate it. I think that we're running in place, and that Jerry Brown and Kevin DeLeon and others—it's the Democratic leadership. Uh, you know, uh, still refuse to take um, uh, that bold step, that aspirational step that the times really require. I mean, pardoning Aparo, and yet. A sheriff, and that you're, you're, but you're doing what the California sheriffs want. I mean, yeah. and DACA. I mean, what what does a girl have to do? Anyway, this is something that's endemic and systemic in Sacramento. Uh, can it ever be cured? I think so, but you know, we uh, we have a long way to go. We need a little more uh, courage from the uh, the Democratic leadership in Sacramento. Is what we need. Well, it's all self interest, and yeah. you know, with a dash of uh, humanity and. Uh, a reflection on one's poor background or Jesuit background, but that don't hack it. 
it doesn't hack it. And if it, if it does hack it, we're in deep shit. Yeah. Um, speaking of deep shit, the NFL. I mean, come on. The National Ferries League. I've been banned from the National Ferries League because I don't kneel enough. No. <laughs> I, it, Kaepernick. I mean, come on. So uh, the NFL uh, Players Union today awarded him M- MVP, which I think which is, is really fabulous. great. Yeah. Which yeah. is really fabulous. Yeah. You know, it's like when you think about take a step back from this. Money, 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 NFL. But what's really happened here is a guy has lost his job and his ability to make a living for his political beliefs. Yes. No, That's what happened. I mean, agree he, or, or, or disagree. Agree or disagree with his political beliefs. He's, he's, what he did is he went out and he made a very, I mean, he didn't burn a flag. He didn't riot anywhere. All he did was he made a very quiet, personal statement about the way police officers treat African Americans in this country, which is a very valid point of view. And because he made that point of view, and as I say, in a very respectful way, he didn't stand up and shout during the uh, the national anthem. He didn't try, you know what I mean? He didn't try to, he just took a knee. Well, because of that, he's basically been blackballed. The way that... A a very, very powerful uh, gesture that that did take courage and commitment. It took a lot of courage, but it's like, uh, what what harm did he do to anybody? He just made a political statement. And because of that... The box office, hello. Yeah. 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 I understand his jerseys are still selling, though. Oh, yeah. Um, You know... Anyway, mind you, Chelsea Manning and now this Harvard. I'm getting fucking sick of Harvard. You know, almost everybody I know lately, like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I graduated Harvard. Oh, really? Well, you know, uh, not a lot to brag about Harvard. Uh, St. Luke's, uh, apparently, uh, speaking of not a lot to brag about. All right, because of public outcry and other things. And I must say also, I'll have to interrupt for a second, Tom, because I've been reminded of this myself. It yes. was public outcry. It was also the families of the patients in the acute nursing facility very who organized very, 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 and this is tough, man. These are people who've got relatives who are very, very ill, and they pulled themselves together and they really did lead the organizing on this. The, which which made it even more powerful. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you know, and uh, Hillary as well, Hillary Ronan, um, maybe not Clinton unless it's in her book. I, I don't know. Look, look in the index. If you see Amiano in Hillary's index, call me. I'm on it. Read it. Uh, so here's the caveat. In having dealt with St. Luke's for a long time, the, the corporate desperados, um, they lie. They lie a lot. They lie more than people I know here in San Francisco. Uh, anyway, uh, there's going to be a hook in this. And so I just say ever vigilant. Every village. Well, what the hook already village. is, is, you know, the, oh, the, doc, yeah, the, the, the Dr. Browner showed up at the Board of Supervisors and he said, <laughs> he said, oil. he said, oh, we're going to make sure these 24 patients have a place to stay and live out their lives. Right. If we're going to send it to Burning Man. Well, but, <laughs> but wait, what happens next? Is he going to preserve the 24 Hopefully, beds? No. He made die. no commitment. Hopefully they will die. That is his firm hope. Right. That is his firm hope. And then those beds go away. It's a familiar And in fact, we, we, you know, during the discussion at the board, it became very clear we have a desperate shortage of these skilled nursing beds. Oh, no. They're very effective. However, uh, they're not necessarily always cost effective because of the longevity of patients and all that. And that's all, you know, Sutter owns CPMC, owns St. Luke's. It's a big $4 billion corporation. Reminds me of... um, Catch twenty two, M and M Enterprises. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, that they, they're but everywhere. They, they're all they're about is the bottom line, and it's really sad because they're supposedly bottoms, bottoms rule. <laughs> Bottom. Yeah, no, uh, it's not medicine. Um, you know, it's gold and um, and money, money, and money, money. Yeah, 
it's it's really well it's a cap capitalism too so i'm hoping uh you know that single payer eventually will get some traction um it seems like it's in better shape uh, uh since the you know since the bill was uh not heard uh you know with uh, with with uh commitments etc um uh, but of course it needs to be wary um, you know, if we had the wherewithal and the resources putting it on the ballot, it wouldn't be such a bad idea. You well, know, you know I, what? The, the, I understand that, you know. It's uh, going to wind you, up. If, if you lose it, see, that's why our initiative process is so um, uh, screwy. The way we have it, you have an initiative, it's up and down, black, white. That's right. it. You can't mess with it. But the way uh, uh, places like Switzerland, yes, Switzerland, with the cuckoo clocks, uh, they have this initiative process that, uh, you know, I, I can't describe it fully, but basically you have three choices in this initiative. And you could go with one of them, uh, and it's not as black and white as uh, as ours is. It's either yay or nay, you know, fuck you, Prop 8. Whoop, I don't mean that. Uh, anyway, um, that would be an alternative because, you know, Sacramento's going to do some grandstanding and dragging of feet, just like they do with uh, Prop 13. Well, I'll tell you something, you know, Tom. Lip service, I think, but no gloss. I think this ends up on the ballot anyway, because if we pass it in Sacramento, the insurance industry will referendum it anyway. Well, speaking of the insurance industry and realtors, uh, Prop 13, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, more, uh, more and more becomes a, a an issue that people would like to see reform. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's going to happen uh, with the present uh, Democratic leadership uh, in Sacramento uh, this year. Uh, however, there are a couple of uh, members uh, who have exhibited interest in this. Of course, our ever-present ever whack-a-mole, uh, Scott Weiner, and God knows what his little realtor friends think of that. Uh, however, uh, in the past, we've gone from zero, then we've gone from photo ops, then we've gone to bills that get undermined at the last minute uh, for the reform, closing that loophole that allows um, big properties not to be reassessed, but you as a homeowner to be uh, reassessed. Uh, we uh, And so I suppose this could be regarded as improvement that people are, are now talking about it. Uh, however, it's not going to happen fast enough, and we didn't need the gas tax. Um, There's things like yeah. that if we had before and that's, that one little loophole. That's one of the things that we need to keep reminding people. By the is, way, uh, Ed Lee never really showed up for any of those hearings when, you know, Garcetti did and Villaraigosa, you know, previous mayors and present mayors. I don't know where Ed Lee was, you know, maybe having his legs waxed. I'm not sure. Yeah, who knows where he was, who but he knows? wasn't helping yeah, with Prop 13. No, yeah. no. How's the ambassadorship going, Ed? Yeah, well, he's got to wait a little while for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, we could have better news about the Giants, but they're still the Giants, and I'm hoping against hope uh, for a better season next year. And uh, I thought Sandoval did pretty well. Yeah, you know, I wasn't ready to jump up and down. Uh, Niners, uh, it's hard. Maybe it's you know, hard to talk about. The maybe they should hire Colin Kaepernick for the Giants. You know, wouldn't that be a beautiful? Wouldn't move? Because he actually played baseball in college. Yeah, he's uh, he, and he's he very athletic. Have, yeah, he had a, he had a pretty good uh, baseball career. So why not? I mean, hey, what have we got to lose? You Tom? know, you know who didn't? I love the idea. You know who didn't have a great baseball career? Steph Curry. Yes, I know. <laughs> His father said, "Son." Yeah. Anyway, he came out with a very strong. Um, statement yep. uh, for for Kaepernick. Yep. Um, I, I, I say bring him I say bring him to the Giants. I say let him pitch for the Giants. It's a brilliant it's a brilliant move. Yeah. Uh, 
another issue, another era, uh, HIV uh, is at its lowest, uh, uh, which is a very meaningful statistic to many, many, many people, um, especially those who, who have lived through it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I say congratulations and uh, let's keep going. Yep. Uh, and that, speaking of incremental, not incremental, uh, it has been incremental uh, and it's been painful. You know, because it was life death issue for so long. You know, big pharma, and uh, and uh, uh, p politicizing uh, of the health issue that uh, uh, people did. Anyway, uh, it's not a bad statistic. And uh, tomorrow, if you're around uh, for the 17th of September, uh, by the way, Mexican Independence Day. So congratulations today. Uh, we're having comedy day in the park and. Um, it's going to be a little more auspicious because we are officially renaming the park. We, I mean the uh, comedy community, uh, Robin Williams Meadow. It used to be Sharon Meadow. I know, is, is Hippie Hill still there? Hippie Hill's still there. Yeah, well, yeah. see, perfect. But you Robin. can't rename Hippie Hill. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Robin's well, because, cool with that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Robin's dead. Well, you know, Sharon was a big robber baron, but, but you know, kind of familiar for today. And uh, the meadow really wasn't named after him. It was no. named after the art studio that he paid, paid for. Yeah. Yes, yes. TMI, TMI. Anyway, congratulations to Comedy Day and Robin Williams. And uh, what time, Tom, will you be on? Uh, probably about... I'm always on, dear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> probably about one thirty. I don't know. But uh, uh, come and enjoy. Yeah, I can't say bad words, and I know that I just did twice, didn't I? Oh, yes. So, but, uh, and you but the FCC isn't listening. But your material has to be clean, too. Mm -hmm. So that'll... Amiano would... It'll be not potty mouth interesting. Yes. <laughs> funny though, very funny. Very funny. And and what time does it start? Uh, uh, noonish. Noonish. So show up at noonish. Um, noonish. Nooner's always good. And um, show up for a, a, a nooner, and then you'll have Tom at uh, around one thirty. <laughs> um, so uh, we're almost out of time. But before we finish, I um, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit. I just saw a really interesting movie. Oh right. I saw a really interesting movie documentary uh, yesterday. Um, called The Rise and Fall of the Brown Buffalo about Oscar Acosta, who was known famously as Hunter Thompson's sidekick in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He and, did so much. And everybody reads that book and they think, oh, the 300-pound Samoan lawyer, and he's kind of a character. But the real, the real thing is Oscar Acosta was a real serious leader in the Latino community during the late 60s and early 70s when there was really horrible problems in L.A. with the L.A. Sheriff's Department and with police shootings and abuse and with... Not uh, different, and, huh? And, and he, he stepped up. He was a, 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 a radical lawyer who got people at one cases that no one else could have won and really took on the establishment. He took on the Catholic Church. He took on the Sheriff's Office. And he a lot of that has been forgotten. He's also written two really good books, The Autobiography of a Brown Buffalo and The Revolt of the Cockroach People. So, so, uh, so this... Uh, I met Cockroach somehow tickled my... Uh, this guy contributed a lot, and so he's basically been unrecognized. Well, this, that's the thing is, you know, this film is the yeah. This film is like it's finally his turn in history because Hunter Thompson. Everybody knows who Hunter Thompson was, and he made lots of money off Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and they've made two movies about it, and they made a movie about him and Johnny Depp, and yeah. you know, and and like the Oscar, Harvey Milk uh, phenomenon. Yeah. Oscar Acosta was a really important <laughs> historical figure in the Latino community, in the Chicano community, and he hasn't had his day in the sun. He, he ended up, you know, while, while Hunter became famous and kind of rich, Oscar Acosta wound up broke, uh, exiled by his own community, and, and eventually dead. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so the movie, it's called The Rise and Fall of the Brown Buffalo. It's at the Latino Film Festival today, but it'll also, 
amazingly, be airing on PB, <laughs> PBS in the spring. Well, that'll so, give it a much wider audience. Yeah. And I, I like that. And then uh, uh, the, the movie Dolores, too. Yep. Um, it's very powerful about Dolores Huerta, who is still with us, uh, amazingly uh, yep. enough. And, uh, you know, the word inspiration is always overused. But in, I think in this case. Oh, my um, God, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, something that wasn't inspirational, you didn't want to uh, uh, inspire it, breathe it, was smoke. And where did that smoke come from? It came from the Russian embassy <laughs> the day that uh, they were kicked out. Right. They and were burning. And it's kind of funny to think, like, in this day and what age, were they they, what were they, well, they had something they had to burn. What were they burning? Bras. They I know. Bras. <laughs> what uh, were they burning? That, it, that in this day and age, with all the modern technology, <laughs> the Russian embassy was still full of stuff they had to burn. And then I love it. They got cited for a bad air day, and they're all pissed off about it. Right. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, guess what happens? In, in, in Russia, they're taking away the Americans. Parking spaces <laughs> they in know. retaliation. They know what's important. They here. know what's important. Yeah, yes. get out of my way, Grandma. <laughs> you in the wheelchair. I want that space. I want that parking space. Uh, well, well. On that note, thank you so much for listening to this entire extra edition of the Tom and Tim Show. Yes, it's and better than Ben Shapiro and all those creepy guys. Absolutely, way better. And we will be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>